Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 14, Matt is a Hatter and Dreams in Darkness with Amanda Smith. Hi, friends. You're about to meet your new favorite guest yes. of our show. Not the... best, but favorite. I, I guess so. Uh, this, this would be my wife, Amanda. Yes. Favorite guest. Mm-hmm. Apparently so. And now you have to live up to that, so. That'll be easy. I'll just be myself. Uh-huh. Of course. Nailed it. Amanda... Amanda has what she describes as a rabid following yes. on on our other on our uh, Star Trek show, uh, by which we mean one or two people occasionally chime in and say, "When's Amanda going to be on again?" Exactly, and that's all it takes. Your legion is all it takes. Mm-hmm. You see, if one or two people actually mildly say they enjoy something, what mm-hmm. that really means is that there are hundreds of people in podcasting. That is kind of what that yeah. means. That's it's, that's the Roach theory. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> You know, not everyone decides to Don't describe my fans as roaches. Oh, I would never. <laughs> oh, I would. I absolutely would. Uh, and a roach that's making out with a rat, by the way. Okay, well, that's all right then. The mm-hmm. best kind of roach. Yeah. If Spread they're... me like the plague, Daddy. Yeah. If they're <laughs> if it's an Admiral Whiskers situation, then that's uh-huh. all right. Uh, so this is the Doom Patrol podcast. Show? Oh, yeah. b- believe me, I would love nothing more. Yeah. Call it everything else is trash. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. I I would love that, but also there's not enough. Like we'd be done in. No time at all. I want to be on every episode of that show. <laughs> Did I just... Uh, Sex Patrol was one of the best hours of television I've ever seen in my life. Yes, it absolutely was. But then the next one that came out just after that is also very, very uh-huh. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an excellent show. And and it's tangentially related to what we're doing here because it's DC Universe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, we can talk about it all day. could exist. Honestly, what I've been telling people is if you want to follow along with us on this show, you mm-hmm. should get the DC Universe app, and then you can also watch Doom Patrol and mm-hmm. the Harley Quinn show. Yeah, yeah. which is also really, really one good. thing. And so. the Harley Quinn show has a lot of connections to this show. Like, it's not the same universe, mm. but... But it, it, it knows we remember this yeah. show yeah. and is playing on that, which is good. It's not, but it feels like it could be. Yeah. Like, it could slot in real easily. It's just, And mm-hmm. then this happened. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, yeah. pretty good. And everyone started cursing. Yep, a lot, mm-hmm. like a whole lot. In the first couple, like of a episodes, Matt Endeavor episode. <laughs> in the first couple episodes, even for me, a little too much. Mm, yeah, like not because I'm like, oh no, a fuck word. Oh no, but me neither. Just but... like Jesus, like settle. There's other words than fuck, guys. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, know. Harley. No, fuck you, Mister J. <laughs> no, uh-huh. fuck you and your friend. Hey, fuck both of you. <laughs> More like Mr. F for fuck. I'm the penguin. Fuck shit fuck. <laughs> Whack. There. All right, so Amanda, for some reason, yep. you said you very much wanted to join us for Mad as a Hatter. Yeah, very much so. How come? There's just a bunch of themes in this that I'd like to talk about. Uh, shit's going to get real shrill in here. That's one of the things that my uh, fan does like. Okay. Is my stridents? <laughs> well, you know, we it's we've we've been nothing but patriarchal and it's, and it's just true. anti-feminist this whole time. Mm-hmm. So we 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 will cut off your mic for the things you're about to say. That's yes. all right. I'm I'm used to it. I uh-huh. I'll just yell louder. You're really you're used to it. <laughs> you're used to not being allowed to talk. Yep, uh-huh. used to it. 
especially right. on this very, very patriarchal show. In fact, I don't know why I keep coming back. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> probably because the patriarchy makes you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. probably. Me and Matt. Yeah. I mean, you do live live with her and are constantly going, get on our podcast and talk about how great men are. <laughs> yeah. It's true. All the time. Yep. Hey, there's there's two women in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Two whole fails, women. God, we're spoiled fa- for choice. Fails the Bechtel <laughs> test, but still. <laughs> All right, Amanda, why don't you tell us what happens in Mad as a Hatter? Okay, okay. Summary, summary. Yes. The goal being to make it as short as possible. Um. Um. <clears throat> uh, the Mad Hatter, but Batman. There, done, let's go. This is not our Discworld show. You have to actually say what happens. Like at least three more sentences. Uh, over on on the podcast where Amanda and I have reviewed the entirety of Terry mm-hmm. Pratchett's Discworld series, and we have, we're finished. It's done. Um, we started a competition to summarize them in as few words as possible, yep. and it got to the point where I think I summarized the final book in like a word. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> was but it y- sad? <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't. Uh, Something like that, crying? Yeah, yeah probably crying. <laughs> Uh, but you can't do that here. You have to. You have to actually write something. The death of podcast traditions are easier to write. That's true. <laughs> okay, so the the death of podcast sketch, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so a scientist who, by Batman naming traditions, I assume is named Madison Haddison, <laughs> is perfecting his make mice have a tea party technology. When he's interrupted by Marsha, his 80s power boss, and Bruce Wayne. We need to have these mice drinking tea politely now or you're out, Haddison, she says, shoulder pads bristling. No, such an important technology. We can give him a little longer, can't we, Marsha? And Batman's mom charisma breaks through both Bruce's persona and Marsha's hard exterior. And she agrees. All right, but in a few more days, we want results, damn it. Then they swan off, probably to have an 80s power lunch and a bone session. (laughs) Turns out, Madison has a second, even more creepy, very specific fetish for one of his employees, Alice. Gross. Alice has a boyfriend, Billy. But after they have a fight, Madison is hoping if he puts enough friend tokens into her, he'll suddenly have access to her vagina. Uh, it turns out that Madison has a third, less creepy, but still very specific fetish and takes her on an Alice in Wonderland themed date. Alice in Wonderland being the name of the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, <laughs> he also scares off some muggers. How could he arrange such a lavish date? Going to a restaurant? Having his picture taken? Going to a theme park? Why? It also turns out that the mice at tea technology has a sinister use as well. It can, can it can mind control people and not just into having a delicious drink of tea. <laughs> Shockingly, one weird date with her creepy boss doesn't make Alice fall in love with him. And when her boyfriend Billy shows up uh, and proposes Mary, she ma- proposes Mary mm-hmm. <laughs> and proposes Mary everyone mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and proposes marriage. She accepts this drives Madison absolutely wild. and he mind controls everybody fortunately batman and batman there's one of those in this show uh had found out that the mind controlled uh the goons had been mind controlled earlier uh double fortunately alfred solves the mystery of who mind controlled them uh does batman like ever solve crime because it seems like it's always alfred Mm mm-hmm 
Uh, Batman goes to the Alice in Wonderland park, which is what it's called, <laughs> uh, beats up some mind-controlled people, and then has like a really one-sided fight with Madison. You, sir, are no clock king. Madison is left in a mumbling defeated heap, my preferred type of heap for nice guy pieces of shit, <laughs> and is probably carted off to Arkham, where their excellent in security will ensure he's no triple at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I love Madison Haddison, but I feel like we should mention <laughs> Jervis Tetch, just because that's such a great name. No, Jervis Tetch is actually like a good name. I love the I don't know why. It's something about the way that flows off the tongue just yep. sounds great to it me. It feels villainy, but it's not that like fucking like uh Pamela Ivy or like yeah. Harleen Quinzel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Or all of them. Literally yeah. all of them. <laughs> what do they call uh what is it? uh Edward Nigma? Yeah. Edward Nigma. <laughs> That's his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like no, no, I, I actually... You'll never figure out what I'm into, Batman. <laughs> it's Tem- a riddle. Tempest Fugit. Uh-huh. I mean, that was better than Robert Talkman. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was. My real name is Tick Talkman, Batman. Yep. No it, no, it isn't. <laughs> well, that's really dumb. I don't know. Temple's not exactly like a common first Tempest. name either. I'm sure... No, that... Is, oh, is it Temple? The, the expression is Tempest... Fugit, but his name was Temple. I mean, Temple is technically a name. No, and I'm sure there are some people named yeah. that, but it's not very common. But then neither is Jervis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Jervis Tetch. It's got a good mm-hmm. sound to it. It's fun to say. It absolutely does. Also, if if you're unaware, the uh, DC wiki that we've been consulting uh, called it a goof that Jervis thinks the book is called Alice in Wonderland because it's called Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's actually two books. The second one is called Alice Through the Looking Glass. Thank you. I will take my award off air. I hope someone does get fired for that blunder. Yeah, I hope it's that guy. 30 years ago. Yeah. Just everyone in the world knows what that is. Shut up. Just shut shut all the completely the way the fuck up. <laughs> Ugh, just the worst. It was a good episode, though. Yeah, yeah. good episode. Very good I... episode. Remember enjoying it, but I figured watching it again, um, it was going to uh, be sort of more on old Madison Jervis's side. Oh, yeah. Um, that's like actually, most things are. Yeah. Mm. That's actually kind of my good thing is that it's surprisingly prescient about the whole nice guy thing. Like, you're not supposed to feel like Jervis should get Alice, no. you're supposed to be like, oh, he's her gross boss who's like a real sex pest. Mm-hmm. No, and it feels like an exploration of the trope. Like, mm-hmm. here's here's what you would normally think, but guess what? Mm-hmm. When you when you look at this, really, this is not good. Yeah. yeah, and he, after she won't like fall madly in love with him after one weird date, he one very weird date, very weird, <laughs> one date, weird trick. Yeah. <laughs> He immediately goes to mind control. Like, oh, yeah. Well, this didn't work, so I'd better mind control What else her. do I have? Charm? Mm, no. no. Well, mm, dating no. her didn't work, so let's take away your free will. Uh-huh. Then That's I can the just only own other... her. It's much easier. It's the only other thing I have, and that will work. And there's even like a creepy line where he where he realizes he knows what he's doing is wrong. It's not even that he's misguided. Mm-hmm. He says, like, uh, I didn't want to be it, it to be this way, but I guess this is how it's going to be. Yep. And like he knows she's like a like a husk, and he's yeah. like, "Well, better than nothing." Yeah, yep. Gross. I'll take second place. Ooh. Wow, gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the show the it's the show's position 
that this fucking mm. sucks. Yeah, there's there's never a point where you're expected to sympathize with him, which nope. is nice. Nope. Because he's be unsympathetic. Really, like, they could easily, I could easily see them do it. Just like, oh, look at yeah. him. He's just sad and lonely. Fuck off. Yeah, if only she'd given him a chance. Yeah. I mean, every, like, sort of light romantic comedy mm-hmm. type thing like that in the 80s mm-hmm. that I grew up on mm-hmm. took that position. Yep. And, I mean, even stuff now is still yeah. No, it position. still happens like, for sure. Not, I mean, like, it's, it's not over. No. <laughs> we and... haven't moved beyond it yet. No. but We did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> But it's nice to see more people aware of it and trying to avoid it. It's not mm-hmm. completely fixed yet, but it's like they're... You're right yeah. about this being prescient in that it was way early. Yeah, like, I thought... I wanted to talk about this one because I was like, well, I remember it being, like, a pretty good episode but i bet i'm gonna have a lot of problems yeah with through it 2020 eyes it's gonna be very yeah, different but actually like pretty pretty good uh-huh. pretty good yeah we didn't get a ton of like alice the person but it's also a 22 minute episode yeah. and it's not really a it's it's about the villain so yeah no and like i get it we see this again and again with the villain origin ones yeah. it's like there's time to get into what he's like if you really if you really want to follow mm-hmm. his descent into madness and there is no descent here no. no he starts out like minute one he's mad but that's what the episode has to be about and mm-hmm. the, the secondary characters really don't get very much right and so it doesn't necessarily bot like sometimes i'm like jesus christ this is about what's happening to this woman why mm-hmm. are we following this moron but this episode is framed as about this villain right. so like that's okay mm. like i'm cool with it also matt i already forget because my memory is garbage but is this the first time a wayne tech employee has used their developing technology for evil i think so yeah because i mean that's a i don't know if that's a trope in this show or just in all of batman mm-hmm. well they but, use you it know. in uh they use it in batman forever too i was so. gonna say yeah, yeah i remember the jim carrey riddler being like that but yeah. they I feel like there's other ones too. I think this is like, the first one where it's like it's actually a Wayne Tech employee. Mm. Well, your research is promising, but mm-hmm. we're going to cut your funding. Tell me more about about taking rats to a tea party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is something real we could really use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like to uh, come out on my yacht this weekend? <laughs> well, it's spelled yacht, but it's pronounced throat wobbler mangrove. Please, <laughs> uh, Matt. What's your good thing? Um, I really like Jervis's design quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's just got a weird face. And, like, I really love the big, weird teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's Am- so unique. Amanda was saying, like, everyone feels a little off model in this mm. one. And it's because they're going for that more. Like, I think they're going for, like, the illustrations in mm-hmm. in the original book. I can definitely see look. that, yeah. And there's so many nice little flourishes in this. This show's so fucking expensive. Like, when uh, the 80s boss lady and Bruce leave, uh, Alice pretends to be typing, and it's mm-hmm. clear that she's pretending. And <laughs> It's very cute. <laughs> it's super cute. And the costume changes. Like, she's got three costumes in this, and so does Jervis. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's wildly expensive, especially since she's probably not going to come back. Yeah, or, it's not like they can recycle any of that. Yeah, yeah. like, prob- I think Mad Hatter comes back once or twice. He does. But, yeah. If nothing else, he's definitely in the background, and, like, when we go to Arkham again, uh, and he, right. we see all the guys mm-hmm. who but are there. he's certainly not in his three outfits, like, because mm-hmm. he's got his, um, like, he's got his scientist outfit, he's mm-hmm. got his, uh, like, his coat-off scientist outfit, mm-hmm. he's got his uh, Mad Hatter outfit, then he's got his Mad Hatter outfit with a big coat on top of it, mm-hmm. like, because yep. they're outside in the cold, like, 
Yeah, and and Why? for those of you who are not super familiar with the way animation works, like once you make the model and you draw them doing a few different things, you can use that again and again on, against a different mm -hmm. background. But yeah. every time you change it, you can't do that. That's and why so, so many animated characters only have one pair, one shirt. Right. That's why Hanna Barbera like revolutionized super cheap animation mm -hmm. by like giving. It's something to do with giving them collars because right. then you only yep. have to animate them like from the neck up. Yep. And it's it's how you cut corners, and these guys cut zero corners. And yeah, Jervis is great, and his um, the animation on him feels very like uh, kind of like clay not like clay face but very um he's got a very mobile animated face mm. with a lot of expression which is not how most of the bruce tim guys are like one of the things about the bruce tim style is it's very stripped down mm -hmm. uh the the expressions you get a lot of expression but you're getting it out of just like a line mm. or like a triangle but he's got like a ton of movement in his face well and actually this kind of feeds into matt you weren't particularly a fan of the, i was the... not thrilled by the animation in this no but i could definitely see them animating no, it differently for this it's i mean it's a lot like when the music is different mm -hmm. and you and i matt have been very on different sides on this and i kind of like that i kind of mm -hmm. like when like i think we've gotten to a point now where it's not like we're we're worried we're going to offend the other person it's like no i i we are not friends this. anymore oh, you're not yeah exactly so <laughs> we don't have to worry about it well matt you and i are not friends anymore and we are having a fight because no. i love the animation in yeah. this no, but, like, I think the score in this almost every single time, Matt and I have, like, mm -hmm. diametrically opposing opinions. Mm -hmm. Like, every time they change something and it's not the traditional score. Matt, do you like the Joker's fart music? Yes, like, actually. Not... <laughs> he really he really yeah. liked the Joker music in that one, and I really liked the sort of the rhythmic yeah. stuff in that other Joker mm -hmm. episode, and he didn't. Like, we just... Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they... When they switch things up in a certain way, like you guys both like the the main Joker theme, right? The mm -hmm. da -da 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 oh yeah, da -da -da -da. yeah. Okay, good, because that's that's perfect. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's how you know the Joker's but, walking into a room. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, what what I like is we both have very specific ideas of what the show should mm -hmm. be, and mm -hmm. every time they go off, sometimes we're into it, and sometimes we aren't. But that's you know that also uh, sort of proves what a strong visual and writing and musical voice this show has oh like, yeah the the house style on this is so strong yeah and when you the, get the biggest reactions out of us it's when they go off at yeah. exactly yeah once they go off and it's just like oh i noticed that right away and sometimes it's like ooh, that's a good change and mm. sometimes it's like oh i wish you wouldn't have done that but, but we always this. notice it yeah because yeah. it's such a strong and i loved the because the animation in this felt way more fluid and there's more gestures and like mm -hmm. Jervis moves around a lot and mm -hmm. Alice has got sort of like a floaty way of walking around and like it there's just there's a lot more hand talking in this too because that's how mm -hmm. Jervis does his things okay but but counterpoint Matt were there specific things that jumped out at you that you you didn't care for when yeah. you talk about not liking the animation no not that I can think <laughs> of <laughs> I mean, because you, you clearly, there were clearly things that you were just like, ugh, I, I, I don't like that. Nah, probably should you have written them down, huh? Eh. The, um. No, my note his... is I don't care what, the, I don't care for how this looks. <laughs> it's, it's, it does look, Al's right, it looks off model. Mm. Like it does That might be look... it. But, and I think, like I said, there's the famous illustration from Alice in Wonderland, mm -hmm. which is what the book is called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of the Mad Hatter. And I'm pretty sure he's modeled after that. And I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of the. Like, especially when we get into the Alice in Wonderland theme park, which mm -hmm. why, as you all pointed out, 
why does Gotham even have one of those? Burn this shit to the ground. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. It's not just an Alice in Wonderland, which is what it is called, yeah. theme park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like storybook land, which means they've got like not just Alice in Wonderland, but they've got other ones. So there's yeah. probably like a Wizard of Oz section. Oh, yeah. And like mm-hmm. a fucking... Yeah, nursery uh, Red rhymes. Riding Hood. You've yeah. got access to 36 different themed villains and exact thing in this place. Plus Why? the Joker just hanging out there because it's like, oh, this is a fun place to hang out. It's not exactly on brand, but it'll do. <laughs> you know what? I'm in a hurry this week. Mm-hmm. Just got out of Arkham. Haven't done any crimes yet. I'll just take this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Joker sounds like Margaret Dumont. I know. My Joker's not there yet. I need to develop Ooh, him. Professor Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Professor Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, so my I mean, good... that's not inaccurate. <laughs> I suppose not. <laughs> so my good thing yes. is uh, near the end, so Batman's in that classic superhero situation where, oh, it's regular people being mm-hmm. mind-controlled. I can't like beat them within an inch of their lives. I just need to avoid them and minimal contact, which, you know, that's a, that's a classic. That's a good superhero mm-hmm. thing, like situation to be in. But uh, when he realizes, oh, it's these dumb cards with these ridiculous fractions on them, which I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with haberdashery, but I'm not. The fucking weird ten-eighths. I, the I don't know what that is. the size of your head. I was going to say, I think we're a little familiar with haberdashery. We must be. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm saying. As Canadians, you must have been taught haberdashery, right? I mean, yes. No, as weird just... teenagers. For the, for the beaver pelts? Sure. Yeah. The beaver pelt hats are basically what built Canada. I would mm-hmm. assume so. Yeah. No, I just, I, it's, honestly, this is an excuse for you Canadians to make fun of terrible American measuring because it's almost certainly some obscure way of measuring that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, the imperial system. Yes, yeah. that's what I said. Which is what it is called. Yes, it should, yeah. Um, but when Batman figures out that's the deal and he pulls the card out of- When uh, who figures out? Batman. Alfred. Oh, no, 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 no. When Batman's in the moment and right, okay. sees what's actually causing, like he pulls the card out of uh, uh, Boyfriend Billy's uh, right. uh, head. And um, Boyfriend like, Billy. see trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't punch these guys in the head. I want to keep those cards in mint condition. I don't have the specter yet. <laughs> I've met the specter and I don't have his card. It's weird. <laughs> But uh, B- Billy could have just run away. He could have just like that classic like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, my God, what's going on? I'm going home. Mm-hmm. But he's like, <laughs> Batman's fighting bad guys who are endangering my girlfriend. And he immediately turns mm-hmm. the other way around to face the other people. And he's like, don't worry about hurting these people, Batman. I can take care of this. Yep. And it's it's like a, I like when regular people I, I think I've called this out before. I like when regular people step up and help Batman. They have yeah. no reason to. He's like. He's trained for years. He's got equipment. Mm-hmm. This is just some guy. Like, yeah, I mean, he's got some muscles, but he could get hurt. And he's like, nope, I'm going to help Batman because my girlfriend's in trouble and it's the right thing to do. And like, and good for I you, dude. also always wanted to beat up her boss. Well, <laughs> uh, undoubtedly. Un- she's he, she's definitely come home with stories that mm-hmm. she thinks are a little weird, but are mm-hmm. probably fine. And he's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Honey, that's not okay. This is not how people act. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a cutie and he's harmless. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he is. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's not. Yeah. What, what's he doing again? Making mice have a tea party? They're making rats have a tea party. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. better. <laughs> <laughs> rats are much less cute than mice. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I like. Also, you know. he seems like a pretty decent 
dude. Like we don't get much into his no. character, but he seems all right. When when they have their like brief what looks like a breakup mm-hmm. and and Jervis is like, "Oh, time to make my move." Mm-hmm. Um he, it doesn't seem like he's being a dick. It just seems like a normal a fight that a couple would have. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just like they're like, "Where is this relationship going? I don't know." Well, I don't know yeah. either. Well, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. You should know. You should you yeah, should yeah, also yeah, yeah. know. And then he comes back and he's like, "Listen, you know what I thought about it?" I'm sorry. Where I want this relationship to go is I love you and I want to marry you. Yeah. And it was sweet. Yeah. And I thought but it, they were done forever. <laughs> it was, it could have, it was, it would have been so easy to play that as like he said hurtful things. And yeah. And Jervis is like, oh, I'll, I'll save you from that awful man. No, mm-hmm. what Alice says is we both got really upset and we both said mean things. And like and couples like do. We mm-hmm. had a, we had a fight. Yeah. Like, like a normal thing that happens sometimes mm-hmm. and you just happen to be here for it. And mm-hmm. yeah. That that was nice. I liked her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna jump to my hey, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. She is, and I wish I'd written the actor's name down, but she played Lucy from Twin Peaks. She's great. She's got a real Janine from Bo- Ghostbusters voice. Uh, yep. she, without the accent. Yeah, though. she's just got a very high, sweet voice. And and Matt thought she was Victoria Jackson because all of us who grew up in the '80s confused these two mm-hmm. from time to time. Because I don't know who that is because I hate Saturday Night Live. Well, that's she fair. came. She came up with a bunch of guys you like and mm-hmm. could have been great like them and t- instead she turned into a monster. Did yeah. you ever she, did you ever see UHF? The Weird Al movie? Yes. Okay, yeah, she's, she's his girlfriend in that. I yeah. have very little recollection. That's well, fair. But she came up with Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman and all those guys who went on to great things and right. she wasn't amazing but she could have been but she was somewhat equally, big like those guys. as good as those guys. I mm, she could carry a scene with mm-hmm. those guys. I don't know that she was equally she's, good. She's fine. They, she uh, apparently she's not. No, <laughs> for a real long stretch there, SNL didn't have a lot of amazing women. There were like a few I'm good only ones. one girl. It's yeah. probably one of the reasons that I didn't uh, Jan, like SNL. Jan Hooks was okay, and there were a few others. But my my point is, a lot of us when she was a thing, were when we saw Twin Peaks, it's like, oh, Victoria Jackson's in the show. Wait, no, that's not her. Uh, that is Kimmy Robertson, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um. But but great casting there mm-hmm. because they it's a hard line to walk to not infantilize Alice mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. lean into the Lewis Carroll possible pedophile thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they didn't. They stayed on the right side. I mean, Amanda, you can probably speak more to this than I. I, but... I know, as your pedophilia expert. No, just in <laughs> the infant... Is that how we're billing you from now on? Because I don't think that's going to be great for the offense. I don't care for that. Probably not. <laughs> no, I feel like infantilization, like making women look sexy by making them children right. is very much a feminist thing. And especially since she's got sort of the high voice and it, the character is connected to a child Yes, character. that's what I'm saying. But she's not. Like, it's very clear that she's... She's a grown-ass she, woman. She's a grown-ass mm. woman with her own job and Yeah, keys with a squeaky girl card. voice, just because yeah. that's the voice she was yeah. born with and what are you going to do? <laughs> also, she's... I, this is something I do like about when we're talking about the character models again. She's, like, so small. Mm-hmm. She's really little and, like, she's hugging her... Just like Kimmy Roberts. Yeah, yep. She's hugging her, her big, tall boyfriend and she's got her arms around him and her feet are basically dangling, but it's not gross. It's just cute. Like, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a nice moment. I think that was the main reason they hooked up Lucy with Deputy Andy mm-hmm. in uh, Twin Peaks is because he's a giant gangle mm-hmm. and it's hilarious to see a very tall person and a very small person. Mm-hmm. Shut up. It's not funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> Correct my, height. My wife, who is three apples high. <laughs> not three apples high on the inside or vocally. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> She's not even mic to you guys. <laughs> no, you can just hear me. Yep. It's in the other room. Yep. Uh, my bad thing. 
I, I was prepared to complain about Alice in Wonderland being played out, mm-hmm. especially dark versions of it. We're mm-hmm. all very, very familiar with oh, that. Oh, have they made several versions of that, Al, at some point or another over the years? Matt, what if Alice in Wonderland, which is the name of the book, uh-huh. but dark and sexy? Uh-huh. Mm. What if Alice had her tits hanging out? Mm, I don't think I've seen any of this before. Uh, Matt and I were exhibiting over over again at a Comic Con, (laughs) at Emerald City Comic Con one year, and our table happened to be directly across from someone who made that. And and she's her skirt is real short, so you can see her butt cheeks hanging out at the bottom. Her her skirt is real short, so you can see her boobs hanging out. Yeah. (laughs) And. We were uh, at our our shtick at the time was we had puppets that mm-hmm. were Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore, mm-hmm. and uh, my like I I kind of use puppets as an excuse to be a jerk. And <laughs> Neil Gaiman, oh, a dark take on Alice in Wonderland. That's real original. Like, oh, that wasn't me. That was the puppet, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I, just, yeah. but I was I was like mocking the guy the whole time. Um, but I, I this isn't that they actually used the Alice in Wonderland, which is the name of the book. Yep. Uh, imagery. Very effectively, because it's surreal and it's weird and it's like. But it wasn't exactly. It wasn't creepy. What's creepy about it is Jervis, right? Yeah. Uh, but the it it looked like just like a a place. Like yeah. it, it looked like the it looked a little the bit like weird the fucking cartoon. imagery yeah. that that Lewis Carroll came up with. Mm. Um, like I'm I was pleased with that. What uh, what I didn't like was all the very extremely on the nose quotes from mm-hmm. the book early in the episode mm. to telegraph what was going to happen. Do, mm-hmm. do you get it? Do you get where we're going with this? You named like, it Mad as a Hatter. Like There's ma- a picture. There's an Alice in Wonderland picture, which yeah. is the name of the book, mm-hmm. a poster on his wall. Mm-hmm. Like, I I totally get wanting to do the wink-wink thing. Mm-hmm. I do. And he is a fan of the book Alice in Wonderland, which is the name of the book. Mm-hmm. You don't say. But... Like he, you get one of those before his before he full on becomes the supervillain. You don't get like six of them. That was <laughs> it was a little too many. I, has... I kind of like the will you won't you join the dance thing, that was pretty like good. because he's trying to dance with Alice. Like that's yeah. that's enough. Yeah. And then you call back at the end where you say he would not could not join the dance because he just got his stupid nice guy ass kicked. But again, yeah. but again, once he's made the full on transformation yeah. and mind controlled everyone and gone to the Alice theme park, mm-hmm. like. Then you can you can use all your quotes. It's mm. just early on, it feels like very obvious telegraphing is all right. Because just because someone is into something, and it, even if those are main, like my main things, Dragon Age, but I don't quote Dragon Age all the time. You don't show she, up on dates dressed as a Dragon Age character that I'm aware of, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she did, it would have gone completely over my head. I mean, so fair would have been wasted. <laughs> but after I become a Dragon Age themed supervillain, yeah. then I can. Then do it's as appropriate. Much as I want. Then, it, yeah. then it's just like look. We all agree Mr. Freeze is an excellent villain, mm-hmm. and he makes puns. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, it's okay. Right. He made it okay. Um, But also, it just reminds me of the version of the Joker in The Harley Show, where he's like, oh, have you read Infinite Jest? It's a great book. <laughs> Which our friend Devlin, who will be on the show uh, sometime soon, pointed out, oh, look, it's every date that I've had. <laughs> Bread sticks in purse, time to go. I uh. love I love them writing the Joker as the shittiest ex-boyfriend. Oh, yep. that's so great. Everything he did made me so mad. I loved it. Yep. Okay, we need to probably start wrapping Ooh, things my up bad here. Thing. Yes, what do you got? Uh, so my bad thing is the two goons. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when they're on their impossible to do without mind control date and are walking through a park, um, they're set upon by two muggers who look like Streets of Rage characters. They sure mm-hmm. do. 
<laughs> they look like bad enough dudes to rescue the president yep. or like I don't know what's his name Ryu. Yeah. Look like Bimmy and Jimmy Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy Double Dragon. So, the design on them, firstly, is stupid, and second, it's very eighties. Yeah, mm-hmm. and secondly, um, they're wearing bandanas so that he can put the mind control cards. Mm-hmm. Into right, because their goons brains. definitely don't wear hats. That's a thing yeah. that it's impossible. Not in this to town. Wear. Yeah, <laughs> this is a no hat town. <laughs> Obviously, from all the goons we've seen so far, not one hat. No hats, and then they. Um, he tells them to go jump in a lake, and so they try they to... They climb up on the Gotham-Brooklyn Bridge. Right, and, and try to kill themselves. And um, Batman shows up, who, Al, you pointed out, uh, is the worst possible... Oh, yeah, you do, like, uh, I'll de-escalate this tension. Yeah, because that's what you're known for. Yeah, Suicide is he, a crime! Yeah. <laughs> well, this kind of ties into Matt's Kids Love Batman moment, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, Suicide gets mentioned by name in this show for children, and it is not followed by the word squad. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit rough. I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, like Matt, you were saying, like, Batman is going to stop them from killing themselves because suicide is a crime. Just beating uh-huh. the shit out of these two guys. You tried to kill yourselves. I was You're going to Arkham. <laughs> I was, just, oh, good. The criminally insane. That's yeah, where we great. need to be. Not to get help, but. Yeah. No, I, uh, I would was you thinking, go to an like. Asylum for help. I don't understand. Of- of all the people in Gotham who would be better suited to this, like even Bullock would probably be better. <laughs> you just go up there and relate to them as dudes. Hey, hey, I know things look bad. Sometimes shit gets rough, but it's going to be okay. Come on, let's go get a beer. <laughs> yeah, that would be better than Batman yep. swooping down on them fucking and punching them. Flying yep. in on his fucking bat wing, tackling to the oh, no, to the no, 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 no. Not on his bat wing. And his very specially timed and specific uh, rocket seat from the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. With his, with his hang glider. Yep. Like, he's he puts on the special goggles to calculate the distance and the trajectory, mm-hmm. and then he makes his rocket chair <laughs> shoot out of the car up to the top of the bridge. To scare these two guys, yes. who, as far as he knows, are not being mind-controlled. What, They're they, just what like, they need right now is a terrifying six-foot bat to swoop in on a rocket chair. And make fun of them like he's Spider-Man, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, losers, you gonna kill yourselves tonight? Depressed uh-huh. people are a stupid and cowardly lot. Yep. I, 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 I just don't see the point of anything anymore, Batman. <laughs> well, fuck you. Punch. How about that? Maybe this will help. Yeah, I got a rocket chair. <laughs> God, I love being rich. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have any problems. All my problems are solved with money and violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the, their whole arc was, uh, was... The design on them was bad. The arc was bad. Arc? Yeah. <laughs> Arc up to the top of the bridge. Oh, and they went okay. from not being beat, beat up to being very beat up. I guess that's true. I guess the inciting incident was Batman, like it is for everyone in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, also, that uh, this is my last thing, and then I swear we can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, the How Ago is this Oh, this, this episode? episode clearly in the 80s. In the mm-hmm. 80s. Between, like, um, Al, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kate Beaton's work, but she yes, she's a Canadian cartoonist, and she Canadian has treasure. this- yeah, she has this um, 80s power lady character, mm-hmm. and that's just, it's exactly what it sounds like. She's got, like, the hard hair and the yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah, pads, yeah. and go, go, go. And that's, so So that's Madison's boss, and then you've got these two 80s goons. It's like, I guess this is in the 80s now. Yeah. You know, Marsha, if you've seen Gremlins 2, which is a, like, a, a beautiful live-action cartoon, 
there is a caricature of your classic 80s like businesswoman and this woman just looks exactly like that character like she's got the hair she's got the mm-hmm. outfit like everything about her could just be like that's a perfect drawing of mm-hmm. the woman from gremlins too. Mm-hmm. you know that that uh springtime fresh reference yep. gremlins too. i love that movie yep um uh, I the other hey it's that guy things though because for some reason it's sort of feast or famine with this mm-hmm. is uh, Jervis is Roddy McDowell who's mm-hmm. a, a pretty big pull mm-hmm. yeah like, been in a lot of like starred in a lot of movies mm-hmm. not just like a, a character guy but like big big deal also I had forgotten and that same wiki that we mocked rightfully for fucking that that book thing the and name of the book is Alice to. in Wonderland yes yeah and no excuse me it's Frankenstein's Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. No, no Frankenstein they, is the name is the of the Red Queen. <laughs> yes, but they pointed out, I thought Lewis Carroll was the monster based on some of the things I've heard. But um, they pointed out uh, something good, which I didn't remember, is Roddy McDowell actually played a Batman villain before. He was the bookworm in Batman oh, 66. Oh, that's right. Right. I forgot about that. So nice. Nice mm-hmm. to get somebody, like not just Adam West, but somebody else from those days. Kind of mm. neat. Um, also, uh, the uh, 80s power lady we we're just talking about was Hot Lips Houlihan from mm-hmm. MASH, Loretta Swit. So, yeah. like, those Everybody of us... Everybody in this is somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, it's Feast or Famine. And the next one, it's a guy we've had before and some some jobbing voice actors, yeah. but no, no like, big stars. So, kind of weird. Uh, any final thoughts before we press on? I think that's I everything. Could... I could honestly, I could fill the entire hour talking. I about know, it. and there's not tons to talk about in for the, the next, next one, the next but one, but we need to move on. Yes, uh, you got a quote. I do. So this is a very classic supervillain line, and I loved it. Ha! <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> they all laughed when I said I'd find a way to tap into another creature's mind. <laughs> Why, with this band and these electrodes? I can control anything. It's also like the first line spoken in the episode because we Mm -hmm. get about 30 seconds of rats before Mm -hmm. he says his first line. And it's that like, oh, boy, he's already there. That's the thing is uh, Madison Haddison feels like he's waiting for an excuse to yeah, some guys have a transformation. Yeah, yeah. Some guys some guys have it bubbling under the surface Mm -hmm. like Harvey Dent. This was some guys have a transformation where they were okay and now they're not. And then. The, some guys are just already there. Yeah, well, like with with Harvey, it felt like it need like it. He had it tamped down hard mm-hmm. enough, and he was getting help. Like, yeah, it, it needed something needed to happen to make it happen. Otherwise, he probably would have kept it under control. Right. Um, but, Matt, you were gonna say? Oh, sorry. Oh, well, the fact that he wears his supervillain costume on his first date means yeah. he's ju- he's just been waiting for an excuse to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just cosplay that looks like formal wear is mm-hmm. what he thinks. Mm. This is a costume I wore to an Alice in Wonderland convention, which is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also doubles as form. No, it doesn't. No one wears that. I mean, I would. I like, would. I, I would. I have. I will again. Sure. I mean, for someone with your confidence, it's like a test. It's like, if they're scared off by this, they can't handle me. Yeah, but if, this, if you this can't handle good... me at my maddest hatterist. Then... <laughs> if you're not into this, it's yeah. probably best you know now. It goes on like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm here to tell you, it absolutely goes. It's like, oh, did you think this was going to stop? Yeah. No. <laughs> if anything, it'll escalate. So, yeah. like, here you go. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. All right. 
Moving on to, ugh, I hate this title so much, Dreams in Darkness. Tell us about Dreams in Darkness, Al. <laughs> dreams in Darkness, semicolon, Eye of the Beholder. <sighs> semicolon, The Darkening. Uh-huh. Semicolon, The Darkling. Semicolon, Shadows in the Night. <laughs> semicolon, Shattered Mirror. Every single one of these. Now? <laughs> Every single one of those was a Voyager episode also. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's been... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't begin a sentence about how long ago something happened without doing that. I think Flunk even already made this reference on our show a couple of weeks ago, and I try not to bite other people's styles, but simply unavoidable in this case. Uh, on the plus side, Matt and Amanda have now received their weekly required dosage of CanCon. <laughs> okay, it's been three weeks since Batman faced his deadliest, most persistent foe, so naturally it's time for him to return. I'm talking, of course, of the Scarecrow. Wait, seriously? We're at episode 28, and we're doing our third Scarecrow episode? Is this series actually more than 10% Scarecrow by volume? (laughs) This time is different from those other times, though, because this time he's using a special gas, gas, he's devised that makes people afraid. Hang on, I'm just going to go back through my notes, all all of our notes on those other two appearances to confirm. Huh, I guess that doesn't really set this one apart from the others at all. Okay, well, um... This one has Batman in Arkham, and not the usual just gliding past the outside of the jail on the Monopoly board in the part that says just visiting sense that he usually goes to Arkham. This time he's actually there, in jail. Criminally insane jail. Nowadays we prefer the term neurodivergent over insane, so maybe they could rebrand these guys as neurodeviants? (laughs) Naturally, the caregivers at Arkham leave Batman's mask on, which, according to that wiki we've been consulting as a production error, even though the doctor actually says, I do this for the costume patients so as not to abruptly jar them out of their delusion. Bam! In-universe explanation. Your move, nerds! They also put him in a straitjacket because, sure, Batman's absolutely not extremely famous for escaping as soon as your back is turned, and oh, look, he escaped. (laughs) But he does need a guard to tell him where the basement is because I guess the world's greatest detective can't work out that stairs leading down would probably get him to the fucking basement. Anyhow, it turns out the Scarecrow caused Batman's paranoid gibbering with the aforementioned fear gas, resulting in his temporary bat committal. But thanks to his overwhelming force of will, which is Batman's real power, we all know, Bats is able to resist the gas-induced fear visions and bring himself back to his normal levels of paranoid gibbering, which are still very, very high. (laughs) This allows him to confront the Scarecrow and his goons at the source of Gotham's water supply, which is located directly below Arkham Asylum. Seems like really bad city planning to me, but what do I know? Then he once again defeats Dr. Crane, but they both know this is just another part of their eternal dance. He'll be back. He always comes back. Your one true arch nemesis never stays away for very long. And who could Batman's one true arch nemesis be than a man who could literally be confused with a stuffed straw dummy in a rocking chair? (laughs) The Scarecrow again! (laughs) What the hell? Yes, there's nothing more frightening than this guy. The Scarecrow. I think he's a pretty good villain, but... Oh, I agree. Like, Second tier at best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, when Vishal was here two weeks mm-hmm. ago, we said, the Scarecrow already? Mm-hmm. Like, we said it the second time, yeah. and then it happened immediately a third time. Scarecrow feels like he should get, like, maybe three episodes in the entire Over the hundred show. episodes yeah. of yeah. the run? Yes. And then maybe a few cameos, like if you've got all the villains doing something, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. Scarecrow's there. Yeah. But you have his first time when he shows up where he's, like... You gotta have one where he's genuinely pretty intimidating because yeah, you got and you gotta show yeah. you gotta show their shtick without yeah. any gimmicks. It's just fear. That's his thing, yeah. and mm-hmm. there's no extra thing to it. It's just that. And it gives us an opportunity to have some like hallucinations of uh, Batman's subconscious, which mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. There were some good yeah. ones in this. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is my good thing. Oh, 
Well, let's talk about that. I I mean, most of the stuff's really good, but I really like Batman's true fear just being a giant gun mm-hmm. raising well, we up see, out of the ground. We see bleeding. We see yep. he's he's like in what is obviously Crime Alley, mm-hmm. and he sees his parents, and they're walking into like a train tunnel. And of course, I made the joke. Well, people in Gotham are threatened more by trains than anything else, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. his parents are going to die by train. And yep. no, it is the barrel of a giant gun, which of course is Bruce's like the cornerstone of his subconscious. And his dad turns around and says, "You couldn't save us when you were a weak, pathetic child, and you can't save us now." Uh huh. We're very disappointed mm-hmm. in you, Bruce. Now that you're a weak, pathetic bat. <laughs> and his mother said nothing because his mother never says anything. Yep. Why did you say Martha? <laughs> I didn't. I deliberately didn't. So we didn't. Wouldn't do that joke. Are you sure, Martha? Um. But no, you're right. I like and. But also, we were already in Batman's subconscious when we did this two Scarecrow episodes yeah. ago. Well, so. I mean, yeah, we keep like this is the thing you do with Scarecrow is what is Batman afraid of? Well, his parents. To me, either when you bring and him fat back, Joker. I, <laughs> no, he's more like dumpy Joe. He wasn't fat exactly. He was just sort of like they squished him down mm-hmm. and he got fatter when he got shorter. Instead of going like doodly doo dee doo dee doo, it's like uh-huh. Yeah, you just take it down an octave. It's like it's like the penguin dressed up as the scarecrow or as the Joker. Rather. Also, when we're uh, Batman's like when his fears are being manifest, it starts out being Joker because of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have Harvey, who is his friend who he No, like, no, no, no. We get the Joker, yeah. and then what you're about to say. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, There's guys who make sense. but We then do get Harvey Dent, and we yeah. do get uh, like Scary then Pam. Then there's Penguin? Yeah. Who, like... Number two, after the Joker, his his worst fear is yep. the Penguin. Yeah, the guy who's shown up once... To is criticize somebody's furniture. Is not scary at all. <laughs> yeah, all he did was, was be bitchy about some poor, like, suburban family trying mm-hmm. to do their best. I noticed the I noticed that the furniture in the Batcave is all is all furnished by oh, is this IKEA? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a giant penny. Does that bring you joy, Batman? <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got Joker who makes sense, you've got Harvey who makes sense, and then Pam's got the scary. And then scary powers. Pam is also yeah. yeah. Like she's got the of all of his guys the most scary powers, yeah. and then Penguin? Yep. Yeah, like not Clayface, who also no. has pretty scary powers, or mm-hmm. like another guy he has a connection with, like Mister mm-hmm. Freeze, who he yeah feels like he betrayed. Yeah, like no, no. Although it's... I do like the Penguin screaming and then his head exploding. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I wish that would happen for real. I'm not a fan of the Penguin. <laughs> I don't see the point of him. I like um Mob Boss Penguin, where mm. he's just a mob boss. Yeah, all right, and like a gun runner, or like yeah. secret respectable, like. Try to be respectable, but he's mob boss penguin. That that yeah. always makes me happy. But like his him like having penguin characteristics isn't doesn't really come into it. No, then he's more like a Dick Tracy guy who it's his his like deformity or his his yeah. look isn't like the the aesthetic isn't driving his crimes. It's just a part, like it's something that makes him interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's That's just much so that, it's just so that you can tell him apart from Rupert Thorne. Yeah, like, but I don't want him doing penguin related crimes. No. I, he can be a guy who looks like the penguin. Or having bird powers. It's birds and also fish sometimes, yes. but also... Yeah, I'm okay with him things. owning birds. I'm less oh, yeah, okay that's... with him, like, and now I can talk to birds, and these yeah, parrots like he, are going to kick your ass. His, it, yeah. his weird mansion could mm-hmm. have birds in it. Yeah, because it's part of his affectation. Yeah. yeah, It's not his power. It's just a, a weird th- thing, a thing he's into. A thing about him, yeah. yeah. No, it's like, it's like when we get a well-designed goon. You want them yeah. to be interesting. Yeah. But, you know, and that's like actually my good thing is 
the goons in this had excellent 30s pulp uniforms, mm-hmm. like with these weird helmets, and like they looked like Rocketeer villains. They were very cool. Ooh, they were yeah. cool, and they were all um, different models again too. Yeah. Um, so you had some guys. They they looked. They didn't just look like the same guy three mm-hmm. times. I don't know why they were helping Scarecrow. Yeah, my only theory was you will not be gassed by the fear gas like the rest of Gotham. You will be spared. Yeah, yeah I imagine... they seemed excited that the plan was happening. Well, yeah. first of all, Scarecrow, I've noticed that up to this point, always gets goons who like him personally as a boss. <laughs> like I think they're always what... just like, hey, Scarecrow, yeah, man, whatever you want. <laughs> I think what happens is they work with him long enough that they get to like him. They call that stock hay syndrome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, but joke. I just I just picture these or guys. Or straw looking... home syndrome. Oh, it's even better. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> I'm trying to make a serious point and I'm saying silly things. What what must that feel like? Oh my god. <laughs> no, I just I picture these guys going through like the Gotham newspaper and just like, hey, do you not want to be poisoned by fear toxin? Call five five five. Hey, I don't want to be poisoned by fear. Weirdly, they don't seem like they don't seem threatened by him. They don't seem scared of him. They seem like Matt said, a little chummy. Maybe there's a maybe there's like an anti fear gas that makes you not afraid. Like a friend gas that he uses to get people on his side. I don't know. This is this has happened at least twice in the three Scarecrow appearances, Mm -hmm. but the gas gets turned against him Mm -hmm. and he becomes like a gibbering maniac at the Mm -hmm. end. And it's like. There, there is an antidote for this. We see Batman taking mm-hmm. it. You really, Professor Crane, you don't give yourself the antidote before you start fucking around with this mm-hmm. fear. What is wrong with you, man? Especially since it's happened once You're before. You're a scientist, and he, it's already happened. He, he likes being afraid. This is a victory for him at the end. <laughs> this also, this is kink. Spe- yeah. <laughs> well, my plan didn't work, but at least I can go be afraid in Arkham. Uh huh. Speaking of the, um, the, um antidote mm-hmm. uh, batman goes to a doctor and the model on her was really cool too mm-hmm. and and it was an asian lady voiced by an asian lady mm-hmm. which is a practice that we see more these days but mm-hmm. not a ton of back in the day that said as far as representation goes Ooh. not everything is great and matt this oh is your bad yeah thing. <laughs> can we uh can we take a, a moment to talk about the, the scarecrow's goon torchy mm-hmm. the only black guy to ever appear on batman up for debate about Harvey. Well, apart apart from Lucius. Oh, that's true. Okay, and there's so Lucius, the, and there the were guys. some of the families in yeah. uh, Crime Alley. And was was it? What about uh, in the one where Batman goes to like the camp and works? Oh, with Boss yeah. Davis. Okay, but we are 28 episodes in, and yeah. we could. It's definitely single digits. It's yeah. still so Matt's ver- point. This, absolutely, yeah. this show yeah. is still very white. Yeah. Yes, it is. Batman's so white. Yeah. But like the. The problem here is that his only lines are yo and bummer. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a good look, guys. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It also, feels like uh, sorry, I I Yeah, no, go I ahead. Want, oh, I kind of want to end on your last point cuz it's a very good one. Yeah. But uh he feels like uh Dwayne McDuffie who was an excellent comics writer and seemed like a good dude Genius, and hilarious. Actually mm-hmm. went on to like we've talked about him before, wrote some great Justice mm-hmm. League. He might yes. have come on during Superman, but he will. De- we will definitely talk about him a lot more later on in this podcast. We, we just lo- about all of the very best Justice League episodes. Yep, that's what were, put his name on yeah. our radar because we're like, this is another good. Oh, there's yeah. that name again. Yep. Um, but uh, he was a, a black comics writer, and he very, very, very amusingly wrote a bunch of very scathing things about the the stupid trends mm-hmm. of like the the casual racism mm-hmm. in comics, like yeah. Probably talked about the the serious stuff too, but it's like, 
hey, look, guys, I have some pitches for some black characters. This guy has lightning powers. This guy has lightning powers and a skateboard. Mm-hmm. This guy has a skateboard. Mm-hmm. This guy has both. Like, it's, yep. Mm-hmm. This Torchy felt like a Dwayne McDuffie joke black character mm-hmm. to shame white people into writing better black characters. Yep. I just remembered he also created Static Shock, which is an entire series we're mm-hmm. going to be covering. Yeah. So, so we'll be talking a lot about Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. Dwayne McDuffie but, rocks. But this feels like one of his joke characters to make a point. Mm-hmm. Also, that uh, you were going to say. And also, he has a dentist drill for a hand. That part's not racist. It's just stupid. Well, it switches out to another tool. It looks like he's going for the whole Swiss Army mm-hmm. thing, but he hasn't paid it off yet. Well, that's It a- feels like in a video game where you get different powers after you finish levels like mm-hmm. maybe after he finishes his this welding third, level yeah he'll he'll then get his i don't know lock picking right uh, so if and he the, beats lock picking man he gets lock picking powers yeah so so torchy's really a mega band guy yeah. yes exactly good of i like course. him now then <laughs> okay also um they're they're trying to put fear gas into whatever the fuck and um batman has to like stop the pipe and instead of taking out his own tool from his bat wallet, well, what he has to do is stop something like a, it's not exactly a bomb but it's basically a defuse the bomb situation right. and instead he just yanks the pipe out of the wall Which, if i could only reach my pipe removing spray it's, it's just, called it's, a wrench matt there's a word for that <laughs> a wrench but he's a got, king hat he's got acid <laughs> drops and fucking no, I every know, I know. and like laser torches and shit it just felt very weird to what have they, him do this i i know what they were going for they were going for the indiana jones watches the the guy <laughs> with the sword and then just shoots him like oh the easiest way to do this is just yank the whole thing out but it didn't really play it like di- that and it didn't look easy it looked no. hard and it took a really long time yeah. like it just and it's not a that's not a usual batman solution to things and it wasn't yeah. funny it was no. it just felt like Oh, Batman, are you, did you space out there for a second? Are you having an airhead moment? Well, I mean, there are times when he doesn't feel like the world's greatest detective. <laughs> we definitely see a lot of Alfred. But he's usually good at tools. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, no, what he's good at is being rich and buying everything. Yeah. And inevitably having something in his purse that is good for this. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, it's usually it's a good excuse for whoever's writing it to be all like, well, here's a cool Batman gadget mm-hmm. that he could pull out, you know? Instead I, of just like, well, what if he p- pulled it off the wall? I, I am a fan of... I have a utility belt with 10,000 things and the the easiest thing mm-hmm. is I it's with, like when Amanda plays the Arkham games and realizes, "Oh, I could just walk in a door." That is <laughs> with that game, that's anytime I got stuck and I was like, "Am I supposed How to How do like, I exit this room? Is there like a lever that I didn't find that I'm swooping around from indoor gargoyle to indoor gargoyle?" Sure. And, As Arkham Asylum has. Yes, mm-hmm. and like is there like a is there a guy I missed so that the door opens like, "Oh, you need to walk through the door. Because you do that like three times in the game. You almost never walk no, through the door. No, as Batman, why would you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but, but did you get the three Riddler bowling trophies in the room? Mm-hmm. I did because you get to punch him at the end. That's your prize for it's getting all of them. Reward. It's a very good reward. I'd love to punch the Riddler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even believe in punching. I'm a pacifist, but I kind of want to punch the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just a Especially- skinny asshole and it's really easy. <laughs> Especially after you spend like hours collecting all his bullshit. Oh, oh he's my one God. of those... He's one of those people who thinks he's smarter than you, but he mm-hmm. isn't. Yeah. Well, Arkham City is like specifically is full of him on the radio just going, hey, Batman, come down to this place where I'm going to kick your ass. Uh-huh. And then he doesn't show up and you just have to solve some more fucking riddles. He's so just he, he's just every Internet guy. Yeah. You finally get to the end and he's just he's just like, oh, God, don't punch me, Batman. And then you get to punch him. Yay. Very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Fuck that guy. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, Amanda, what is your good thing? Uh, my good thing is that it's not all a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear gas hallucinations and the real stuff that is that is happening are it's very clear. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know when he's hallucinating because it's big like wobbly dream images. Um, and the hook image of Batman being like um, incarcerated in Arkham has had happened. Oh, that mm-hmm. hook! Like the yeah. first like. Yeah, this episode was nothing. It's very forgettable. It's, it adds nothing to the Scarecrow thing mm-hmm. or anything else. But the the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. of that that image of Batman in a straitjacket mm-hmm. in a cell is like, yeah. ooh, this might go somewhere good. That's a that's a good way to grab me. Yeah. But immediately, because I didn't remember this episode, I and I won't remember this no, episode. No, it's not memorable in any way. There's nothing going on here. No. But um, I, I immediately thought, oh, it's a Scarecrow episode. So he's like, this is a fear. Mm. This is a fear gas. As as I as I recall, that only happens once in my, maybe my favorite yeah. episode of this whole series. They actually pull it off well. They don't go to that well mm-hmm. too often, and when they do, it's great. So, also putting Batman in a straitjacket is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like I said in my summary, yeah. come on. Number one thing he can get out of. He's a Houdini. He Although yeah. then, then we realize he has to go find the fire axe mm-hmm. and rub against it to cut the thing mm-hmm. off. And Matt's like, why didn't he just dislocate his shoulder, which we all know is the way you get out of a yeah. fucking straitjacket. Yeah, and he he went to Houdini school. He dated, like, Houdini's daughter. Mm-hmm. like Zatanna Houdini, that's her name. Yep. Yeah. He know, it's, it's, part, it's a big part of the whole Batman thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, As, I, so like I said. every time it's... he's tied up upside down over crocodiles or acid or <laughs> just, what have yeah. you. Yeah. Gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just hanging upside down by a rope over crocodiles just like oh no oh no you've got me this time mm-hmm. you better leave the room because i'm definitely dead mm-hmm. i literally have no idea how to get out of this one thing mm-hmm. i can't believe i never trained to do this one thing for like a year weirdly enough this happens to me exactly once a week almost to the hour mm-hmm. <laughs> but this time it worked yep and then, yeah. He has to beat up the guy to find out where the basement is. Batman, this is a public building with like fire exits and signs up showing you where the nearest exit are. Also, like, he's, like, it's <laughs> the basement. It's <laughs> the bottom part of the building, just like everywhere. <laughs> Doc- Dr. Arkham said we had to take out all of the you are here signs because the Joker kept escaping. <laughs> we think thought- maybe if he doesn't know how to get out, he'll stay stuck. I thought Dr. Arkham was the crazy guy who founded it years and years ago. That's yeah, but possible. Son, this I might think be a his grandson or like uh, okay. whatever yeah. takes it over to like. In no, true my... Lovecraft fashion, it has to be a relative telling a story about right. it. Right. <laughs> I think that there is a Lovecrafty one where it's like his. his well, yeah, isn't Arkham the, the actual name for oh, yeah. 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 And I think that, yeah, he's, he comes and he's like, I'm going to clear my family's name of all of this crazy uh-huh. business. Mm-hmm. And, and he ends up being crazy yeah, himself. No way. Yeah. Imprisoned in his own ar- in his own asylum. How ironic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda, what was your bad thing? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> my bad thing is the doc doctor who looks like Ham. Like, he- is-, is his name Hamilton, or does he just look like Doctor Hamilton from the other? He looks a bit like Hamilton from yeah. Superman, but I thought he looked like Henry Kissinger personally. <laughs> I thought he looked like Doctor Hamilton from the other show. No, he's a little stockier, but mm-hmm. yeah, I get what but you're saying. Anyways, like the the guy who's in charge of uh, the middle aged white dude. Yeah, who's in charge of the the asylum says he talks about how like there's no such thing as fear gas. Like, yeah, this like, is part of your delusion, Batman. What are you crazy. What are you raving about? There's no such thing as fear gas. And, like happened yeah. it has happened like a couple he threatened of times. a major sporting event where tens yeah. of thousands of people almost got gas there's and a public record like it was in the it was in the news and yeah. the guy who did it 
is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're treating, well, you know. maybe. Yeah. Or it might be a straw dummy again. I'm never going to get over that. That's the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing. But you know him. He's here, like, down the street. What are you talking about? Yeah. And it's not like this Hamilton guy is, like, I mean, he sucks, but he, like. He, but it's, it's not, not like that typical asylum story where our hero is being gaslit. Gaslit. <laughs> To think, like, there's no such thing because this guy's on the scarecrow side or whatever, yeah. or he's, he's just a shitty therapist. No, he's, he's not. He just, it seems like he doesn't know. He's yeah. willfully ignorant. Yeah. Well, there's, and Matt, you would know more about this from mm. the comics, but I know there are versions of Arkham people who are so convinced that either Batman brutalized the criminals mm-hmm. into being the way they are, or just in the inherent goodness of people mm-hmm. that they oh, yeah. look they look past everything that they're capable of and they're like well the joker no those people died accidentally he didn't mm-hmm. kill anyone mm-hmm. and along similar lines no there's no fear guess i've talked to dr crane and i'm i we're working on mm-hmm. this and there's no such thing like maybe have, he's just so I, listen, into i have spoken to the scarecrow and he assures me from behind his bag mask that uh-huh. there is no such thing <laughs> as fear gas and i have no reason to disbelieve him why In fact, would i in fact, I'm about ready to sign release paperwork for him because he seems sane to me. Mine is sackcloth mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, at the end, when they take his mask off, he's got hay stuck in his yep. collar. That's a <laughs> nice little detail. He it. has got to be so itchy <laughs> all the time. Maybe he's designed a special gas that he doesn't notice it. Gas! Uh-huh. All right, we need to start wrapping things up here. Uh, any other any other things? Uh, I don't think so. There's not a lot about this one. No. This one's kind of a nothing. My my bad thing is actually my quote, mm. which is, uh, and Matt, this is another thing you and I disagree on. Oh, uh, yeah. There is a sort of gritty noir voiceover. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I suppose you wonder how I got here. Yep. And, mm-hmm. I, Record scratch. I, I don't always love right. that, but I feel like Conroy's bat voice really lends itself to that that style and it didn't bother me but what did bother me was a specific line that he had he says this the word on the street was that something big was going down at the health spring spa word on the street was something was going down what i have an extremely hard time believing this is an expression batman would ever use (laughs) word on the street is you're a jerk mitchell (laughs) lousy chief oh sorry (laughs) i mean yo bummer Uh uh-huh Torchy, we got to get you back to Crime Alley where you obviously live. Oh, Batman, please stop. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Not good. Um, one other thing that I did have was uh, Batman eventually does take the antidote to the fear toxin mm-hmm. so he doesn't go, like, absolutely yeah. batty. And he... And it makes sense. It does make sense in context. But he is ha- taking it and he's going to go to sleep in the Batcave. And I just could think, like, Batman, you have a bed. Yeah. yeah, the last the last shot of the episode is him in like a hospital bed next yeah. to the bat computer. And it yeah, it's I want to sleep down here in my race car bed, Alfred. I, <laughs> I feel safer down here. That's and I get why he does. It's like the heart of his Batman, but sure. he does have a bedroom. He's got men like there's a giant mansion that no one but him and Alfred live in. They, we've seen no other people like sometimes Dick's there, but he's off at of college. Mm-hmm. So it's just the two of them. There must be at least ten bedrooms mm-hmm. there. He's got Alf- a lot like if he's weak and maybe can't stumble up to the fancy master bedroom, there mm-hmm. must be a close one he can just flop in. Yeah. No one else is in there. Mm-hmm. Alfred heads straight upstairs so we can make a fort on the big bed. <laughs> Alfred, can you can you can you make me pigs in blankets? <laughs> Grill me a cheese. Yeah. I'm really but- looking forward to you being asleep for two days. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Batman. I can watch the fireplace for a full day. <laughs> Batman also has a cute line where he says "Good night, Alfred," and just a little smile. And their relationship's great. No, Alfred's giving uh, him some passive aggressive, like you, you, oh, you're staying out again, are you? And good night, Alfred. Mm-hmm. Alfred, could you bring me a cup of water, please? <laughs> Alfred, I have to pee now because of the water. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, can you look under the bed and see if there's monsters? <laughs> Very good, sir. You, you didn't check the closet. <laughs> In fairness, there could be monsters. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's Killer yeah, Croc. There's mm-hmm. there's uh, Clayface. Mm-hmm. It could be monsters. Could mm-hmm. be a plant thing from mm-hmm. Poison Ivy. Like there's there's monsters. So the penguins under your bed. Oh no, my, the most oh, terrifying my. of my rogues. <laughs> my second most feared enemy. Man bat. <laughs> He's criticizing the bedroom. <laughs> I mean, fair. Canopy bed, huh? <laughs> All right. A dog that... a barrel. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. That is about all for this time. Amanda, please plug whatever you would like to plug. Ooh, a couple things to plug. I mean, we already plugged the Death of Podcasts at the beginning. Yeah, I'm doing so. it again, though. All right. So, uh, Do it. Death of Podcasts, Al and I uh, have reviewed every Discworld book. Uh, Making fun of the way I say that. Yep. <laughs> um, we're done. Um, if you sign up to the uh, Algar Productions Patreon, you get access to everything. Yep. I think we've only posted like 10 or 15 episodes. Oh, no. We're up to, we're, we're about halfway through the series uh, this month, uh, book 22. Right. Drops. But mm-hmm. if you uh, sign up to the Patreon, you get all 41 all of them. books plus a couple of bonus books. Yeah. We did Dodger and we're just, working on Nation. Yeah. Right we'll now. probably have Nation done in the next week or so. Mm. Yep. Um, so there's a ton of bonus content there. Yep. Um, also, extra photos if you Ooh. like my photography, which you should because it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see more of that at giantblackalbatross.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, uh, I'm also one of the principals on uh, the Star Trek fan fiction show Endeavor, which mm-hmm. is, um, and I say, I don't say this lightly because this is not all me. And the things that I like best are things that are 100% me. Mm-hmm. This is not 100% me, but I do play the greatest fictional character ever written, Dal Lacerdo. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a lesbian Cardassian mess and mm-hmm. Endeavor's so good, you guys. It's funny and it's gay and it's interesting and the characters are great and I love being on the show and the writing is so good and, in and the case, sound design's so good. It's so fucking In good. case it's not uh, clear or for those of you who don't know, this is a show co-created by Matt and I. It mm-hmm. is yes. not some unrelated thing it's that just you're just some in. unrelated podcast I'm talking about. You're just about. praising some... No, yeah. I just... I. It, it might like we don't mention it a lot. People no. might not know. Oh, that's, you that's our show. should. It's so fucking good, you guys. It's so fucking good. <sighs> the episode we're things. doing this week is so fucking good. The episode yep. last week was so fucking good. I just want everyone to say how good it is. Well, do it. Speaking of the Patreon that you mentioned, we do actually have a Patreon that does mm. cover all the various mm-hmm. shows we produce. Uh, it is patreon.com slash Algar. And Matt and I are in early discussions for bonus content for this mm-hmm. show as well. Yes. That's probably will be happening soon we just need to get the timing down but we mm-hmm. have some good ideas for that uh but you can get the show early uh you can i don't remember what else we offer is there going to be more me in the bonus content probably because that's yeah. what the people want and yeah by almost, the people i mean almost me. certainly yes yeah yeah our pedophile expert oh no no i don't <laughs> i don't stand behind that so our website is kidslovebatman.com if you want to write to us it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail uh we are on twitter at algar at robot matt and that's all for this time yeah see ya folks for more information about this show and the people who make it 
visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.